0: Hey podcast, it's James back here again on the Tukanecho Podcast, as you know, because you've just pressed play. But um, you know, thank you for being here. Thanks very much for listening. Um trying to get it rolling again after doing another episode this week, after a bit of a break when we were kinda lost, not lost, occupied by trying to get a practice space and a new flat and all these exciting things that are going on behind the scenes at Tukaneco. Um and I suppose What I want to talk about today is a little bit more um, self-indulgent, because I'm trying to think through something for myself, Um, and the podcast is one of the ways that I put these thoughts out into the world so I can understand, maybe come to a conclusion at the end, rather than it all just being in my head. So don't know if this one's going to add as much value as others, because it's quite specific, but I'm going to try, as I talk through it, make it as wide-ranging as possible, as applicable as possible to other people's lives. But, you know, basically, I'll give you just, I'll just give you the situation. I'm moving house, moving to a new flat um, in London in about a week's time. I'm actually moving in with Harry, who's the other half of Can Echo, as you'll know, because he's on half of the podcasts. Um, we're actually moving in a flat together in order to kind of buckle down and make more music. Um, and, you know, because it'll be fun. Uh, outside of music but um, a big part of it is that um, we'll be able to really uh, put out some content and kind of bring uh, this passion to more of a more of a focus because you know the amount of time we spend traveling going back and forth is it's it it would be better if we didn't have to do it you know Uh, we can get a lot we spend a lot more of our time actually making stuff than just traveling back and forth and making arrangements and all that Um, but As you know, any time you come with moving house, moving flat, whatever, you have to pack. You have to come face to face with the stuff in your life. Um, And that's why I wanted to talk a bit about minimalism and the problem of stuff in your life. And to start off with a definition, minimalism is not just about being a monk, being a someone who lives in a completely empty house and sleeps on the floor, although I think there are some minimalists that sleep on the floor. Um, But minimalism, at least from the people who identify as minimalists, if that's the right word, um, call it living an intentional life. So not just making decisions on autopilot, being really, really intentional and precise about what you want to do what you want to own or not own, what your life's about, what's your purpose, what your relationships are like, just everything is made as a conscious kind of choice, as as much as you you humanly can. Um, And that often ends with them possessing a lot less possessions than uh, someone who isn't a minimalist and kind of, if you're offered something for free, you'll take it and bring it in and then suddenly you've got, you know, all this stuff around you. Um... And the concept of minimalism has been like floating around my awareness and my life for quite a while. I don't even remember the first time that I discovered it as a thing. But I think it was, you know, if I'm 25 now, it was it must have been around when I was like 18 or something like that. Like it was a while ago that I first kind of stumbled across it as a thing. But I've never really acted upon it, even though it's grown and grown in my uh, it it's resonated with me the moment I found out about minimalism, you know. The moment that I found out that there's basically an alternative to a life where you're just building up to buy more expensive stuff, to have a more expensive lifestyle, particularly when what you have to sacrifice to get that lifestyle, um, once you've hit a certain point and a certain amount of um, money that you've that you've got and you feel secure enough that, you know, you can wake up tomorrow and you know you're going to be able to buy food and even buy fun things and, you know, have disposable income. The moment you get to that point, you start to kind of look for something else, or at least, and not not everyone does, I mean, I think quite a lot of people in the world are motivated by money, but... And I, you know, and I didn't have a lot of money when I was 18. Like... <laughs> not a lot of like my own money to to spend so um i don't know why this concept would have resonated with me so early in my life but it's kind of floated around basically and as i've more got into kind of a, a more of an adult life it's re- resonating with me even more because i've started to actually get the things that i dreamed of having and then uh, almost already onto like the what's next I can kind of see that if I just spend my life trying to earn as much money as possible for the next 10 years, I've already feeling like I'm getting diminishing returns out of the things that I'm buying, at least like disposable income, whatever. Um, So anyway, that's a kind of intro to, to minimalism. It's living intentionally. It often is correlated with decluttering, living in sparse houses less stuff, um, but that should be a byproduct of just being more intentional with all of your decisions, just choosing to, yeah, cho- choosing to only have the stuff that you, that really adds value, really questioning everything, going, you know, that, I'm just looking around the room right now, like, this TV have I got, like, is it the right TV for me? Do I need a TV? Could I survive without a TV? Um, and it sounds kind of exhausting, but, um <laughs> It, I think it can at least get you to a better place than not applying any thought at all and just letting a marketer tell you what TV you need. Because do do your goals for your life and their goals for your life necessarily align? I don't think so. Um, not that you can't get products that do suit you and not that marketing isn't important. I mean, we're going to market our music and everything. I feel like I need to stop always, clar- <laughs> always cutting down every point I make with about... 50 qualifications and exceptions and stuff. I need to just plough on with this, you know, with speaking. But so minimalism and how it relates to me moving house. So, you know, es- essentially I've for a while been really passionate about music and creating things. And, you know, if in, in an ideal world, if I just dropped all this other stuff around me, That is what I put at the centre of what I did each day because I remember when um, I was, me and Harry were in our first kind of secondary school band when we were about 16, something like that. Um, We, in a summer holiday, we took a week to record an album called Make the Calls. You can actually find it by 531, all in letters, all one word, F I V T H R T Y, T H I R. T (laughs) can't even spell. F-I-V-E-T-H-I-R-T-Y-O-N-E. There we go. Um, All as one word. Um, Just search like that on band and make the calls, and you can actually find the uh, album. Actually, I'll just put it in the show notes. (laughs) This makes the most sense. But, yeah, when we we were recording that album in a summer holiday, and... I I remember it so clearly that maybe on like the Tuesday or Wednesday when we'd just done the drum tracks and we're about to do like bass tracks or something like that. I remember waking up, um, uh, and I was just in one of the sort of spare rooms on my own, um, hearing some kind of din of people having breakfast because you know I'm I'm not a morning person. They're all up before me, Um, and I just remember thinking, you know that thing where you wake up and you don't know what's, you don't know where you are or what your situation is. You have a split second where you're completely in some other plane and like then you come back to earth and you're like right here what is up with my day today what is next what's my next action um and it was recording music and i remember it's like ah yes (laughs) this is the happiest i've felt about like what i've got coming up in a day in a long time um and you know this podcast isn't supposed to be a following my kind of journey through but i suppose it's hard to avoid it hard to avoid sort of discussing minimalism and how I came about it and stuff like that, um, without going through this. But basically, I'm at the point where I want to make music and creativity more central to my life, yet the the thing that's most likely to hold that back is the financial side, is, well, you won't be able to buy yourself as nicer things because you just won't earn as much money as you would in a corporate world in a nine-to-five or doing banking or doing whatever. Um... So, (laughs) minimalism becomes more appealing in that sense. And to be honest, it's sort of structured in a way that I don't really know how you could be against it. I get that you could be... It's almost like, even if you wanted crap loads of stuff, genuinely, that could still arguably be minimalism as long as you had exactly the right amount of crap loads of stuff and weren't just aiming for infinity. Um because it's being intentional, because it's going, you know what, I like having 50,000 pairs of shoes in my room that are towering up and falling on me and stuff. Um, that could be minimalism, if you were like, I've thought about this hard, and I do genuinely use and want all these things, and they're all add value, and if I got rid of one of the pairs, I'd genuinely be sad. Um, it's probably unlike, there's probably a small percentage where that would actually be the outcome, and I think we actually, like, overwhelmingly... Um The case would be that those things come in unintentionally, you know um, but like a lot of people, um I got really sort of into the minimalism thing i mean i and I feel a bit guilty even talking about it because I'm not even a minimalist at the moment i it, this is what the whole podcast is about. ten minutes in he's gonna approach the point, but this is what the whole podcast is about. It's like teetering on this line. I feel like I'm walking this line between like half of me really wants to be really wants clarity and peace and minimalism. And then the other half feels like you get one life and I want to explore stuff like I don't want to deprive, deny myself of stuff um, just for like some kind of ideology or some appearance, you know, always be scared of adopting an ideology full on and like it might not be right. And you don't get a lot of goes at this thing. Um, So yeah, I'm moving house (laughs) in a week. And I started packing up my stuff. And having followed minimalism for a long time, uh, what I was going to say is like a lot of people, I first really got into it through um, the minimalism documentary on Netflix by The Minimalists, um, who are a pair of guys, Josh and Ryan, who write a blog and now do podcasts and make documentaries and uh, write books. Um, who kind of did a transition that I perhaps imagined myself doing, where they went up the uh, corporate ladder and earned crap loads of money and bought fancy houses and cars and stuff, and then realized they weren't happy, so they kind of did a about turn and got rid of all the stuff and quit their jobs and became kind of authors and could sustain that because their lifestyle expenses had minimum uh, had you know become so so much less but their happiness actually increased rather than like being deprived um uh, and then that led me on to other minimalists like Leo Babauta and Colin Wright and other people who I've mentioned on the podcast actually because um apart from just being people with not very much stuff um they they've got really interesting uh insights just just generally they've they've done interesting things you know um and they've they've done this transition from like a kind of rat race, money driven world to a different one. Um, and it's interesting to hear their sort of reflections on that. So for the fourth time or fifth time, I'm moving house and I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to give this minimalism thing a go. You know, I've started out with some easy stuff like clothes. Um, I really, really resonate with kind of minimalist ideas on clothes, which is, that your wardrobe should just be full of, like, your favourite clothes, uh, stuff that you, when you pick it up, you're like, oh, I look great in this and I can't wait to wear it. Why have anything else in there? Why have, like, ten T-shirts that you don't feel great in? Um, like, don't you notice that, like, I don't know, when you've got, like, some of your stuff ready to go in the wash and some stuff left in the drawer and you're kind of looking to put clothes on, you're just like, oh, I've got to wear this, I don't look great in this like, why are you keeping that in your life, (laughs) you know, why do you still have it, if you don't look forward to wearing it, um, like, it's just madness, when you, but we do this all the time, like, I have done this for ages, I can't even remember when I got rid of clothes, like, I still have clothes from when I was, like, a teenager, because, you know, I didn't have much of a growth (laughs) spurt, I can still wear my same clothes as, like, teenage me, um, but, you know, and I just we have this, like, clutter all the way through. Not clothes and other stuff is just, like, an example, but distractions or anything is, is like... We're, we're applying... It's almost like a metaphor for something deeper when you're getting rid of your clothes, even though getting rid of clothes you don't need is a good thing and does actually produce its own tangible benefits, but it's also, like... That's almost, like, the starting point to try and apply it to more, like psychological or ethereal things that um are much harder to even notice they're messy let alone declutter them um and you kind of notice this when you start doing meditation which uh, me and harry have both been doing over lockdown um and i'd strongly recommend it to people but i also i'm quite early on that like early on that journey of meditation and um don't know if i could convincing uh, don't know if i'm ready to put myself in the position to convince someone you know particularly someone who's not doesn't want to adopt all the um, um kind of religious affectations in order to meditate um which is why i do sam harris's meditation app waking up um which i like massively recommend also but you know i don't know how i got into that. but you know that's part of there's almost like minimalism for the mind is like getting better at sorting your thoughts out and feeling calmer and less anxious and stuff so I suppose that that's like one thing that I've been doing. And, you know, it's a practice. I'm not great at it yet, but I'm getting better. And it is something that now, like, if I'm having a stressful day, I can just switch on and kind of feel, be more in the moment and realise that, you know, this thing that worrying me isn't the be all and end all. It's not like life and death. And fortunately, since I'm in the, <laughs> you know, very, I'm not a doctor or anything. Like, very little that I actually do is life and death um Damn, I've just made this podcast look so irrelevant. <laughs> Talking about meditation and deeper meaning of life, I'm just like, and now I'm going to talk about whether I should pack my t shirts up in a certain way. Come on, I'm going to plow on anyway. We're 16 minutes in, we might as well finish it. um So I'm, move- <laughs> I'm moving house in a week, and I'm wondering whether I should adopt minimalism more than just my clothes. I've done the clothes, I've not thrown them out yet, they're in bin bags in my room. But, like, I'm going to recycle them, donate them, whatever, this weekend. Get, you know, get them out. Um, But, you know, one thing that I really struggle with with the minimalism thing is music and guitars and equipment and gear. Because, oh, I love guitars. (laughs) I love guitars. Um, And my consumer impulse doesn't lead me towards high fashion items or super expensive nights out or holidays i mean i do go on i do go on holidays but not you know five star glam ones um that i buy for myself at least uh, <laughs> but yeah, i'm happy to go on five star holidays just you know not not to pay for <laughs> but you know my consumer impulse heads Towards, directly towards um, music gear, guitars, the bullseye is that. Um, I fucking love guitars. So this is the problem with my minimalist journey, is that I have... how I, do, I couldn't even tell you how many I've got. I mean, it's not... It's, it's less than 20, it's more like 10. Let's, let's actually count them. So I've got my first classical one, my second classical one... The first one's three-quarter size, and it's my first guitar, so, you know, hanging on to that. Acoustic. Acoustic 12-string. Then bass. Then an electric. Another electric. Another electric. Another electric. and Another electric? Yeah. And another. Oh, my God. I think I've got... I think I've got 12, but I'm going to give one of them to Harry because I made it for him. And I'm probably forgetting some. 12 is quite a lot, isn't it, for one person? But here's the thing. When you're you're a musician, and particularly when you're in a band like we are... Uh, which is a jam band. Um, (laughs) So, a lot of our stuff is kind of made on the fly. It's very improvisational, very kind of... uh, What do they call it? Like, seat? Back of the seat, something like that? No, edgy seat Can't think of what the phrase is. Um, Fly-by something? It's improvisational. Um, And... The having different guitars does make a difference for that. Um I, would it all be the same if you just had one guitar that you always used? Um I guess there's an appeal to that, but like they, they feel different and they definitely sound different. They you know, they have different voices. They and, and particularly when you're looking to your instrument to inspire you to play something different that day or inspire a new song out of you or something. Um you can you do have a valid point that you can get tired playing on the same uh format the same sound the same feel um and being able to just pick up something else can be the be the spark you need to take you in like a different direction so and i also have like three guitar amps four if you count the kemper not that many pedals like like four or five but I've kind of dabbled in them but never found a pedal that like I really there's one I use for two connect all the time it's like an octave pedal but um (laughs) like when I played in bands when I was younger I used to literally just plug straight into the amp and nothing else um I was kind of proud of that you know That's a full-on tone um I was yeah but it did also cause problems because for the sound engineers and stuff, I literally couldn't even boost like solos or whatever. It's just, this is it. I've got one sound and I'm going to ride it on that long, baby. Um, So, I love guitars. And then, like, recording gear, I've got a few, you know, you you do need, you do get noticeable improvement from having one microphone to two microphones to three to four. And it's not like I've got 20 microphones. I've got, uh, like... Like, maybe ten, but microphones kind of roll around everywhere. Like, I don't know where they are, or... I've I've got, like, four or five that I use on a regular basis. And I use them all at the same time, so I can get away with that. But... So... 22 minutes to get to the point. Kind of walking this line between one in... One in clarity, one in minimalism, one in... Zen, whatever it is... Um, getting rid of stuff like having a kind of like for a lot of people it doesn't but like for me having quite an empty room is weirdly appealing and people who know me would go like there's no way you can have an empty room because like your room's always full of junk (laughs) and really messy and stuff's all over the floor um and maybe that's why i want to get rid of it i'm not i'm not good at handling the stuff i need it just not to be there rather than like organize it you know god what a waste of life like filing your stuff away all the time um so i'm try. i'm contemplating what guitars i can let go and whether this impulse to buy more guitars which honestly is there i, I probably look at them almost every day of like just shopping for deals like getting new ideas um, i started building them as well which didn't really help the addiction um Because then you can get into, like, different parts and different ideas for building them. And so, I don't know whether this is an addiction or a passion. Um, (laughs) And this is why I'm trying to consider this minimalism thing and going, like, well, your music gear is going to be hard for that. And, you know, I don't want to do it and, it like, just focus on the things that don't make any difference. You know, like the non-essentials. Like, oh, I got rid of... um, I don't know, everything out of my wallet or, like, my bathroom things when all I really had was, like, a toothbrush and a shaver anyway. Um, But I got rid of, you know, that extra floss I didn't need. (laughs) Less hygienic, but more minimalist. Like, I don't want to get to that and then still have a pile of, like, music gear that I don't use being there. But, I don't know, maybe it's, like, a swap-in, swap-out system. But then when you make songs on a guitar like you don't you kind of want that there forever like a song that a song doesn't die and there's never going to be a situation where you never want to play it again like I was thinking if I was recommending to people what gear to buy or like what guitar to start out on because you know I've been on I have sold guitars in the past like I've been on a journey of tone which I think is going to be another podcast I'm going to do a follow-up podcast that's even more guitar nerdy than this one more because I need to get it out of me than, like, that you need to hear it. Um, And, I don't know, mate I don't know how to solve this. Do I do a trial of minimalism? Do I get rid of everything and then, if I need it again, bring it back? I should probably... That probably should be it. Do I minimise everything except music gear where it can kind of be my, like, um, guilty pleasure, you know, and have shit loads of music gear or is minimalism not the is it not actually the thing I need like is it should I actually just be blocking out everything except um like making the music and creativity and like whether you've got lots of stuff or not just it's just not as important as how many songs you made yesterday how many you know what what you've created and these things are probably connected There's probably some sort of middle ground, but that's what I'm searching for, you know? Um, I'm trying to think if this applies to anywhere. I mean, even applies to actually making the music itself, which um, I'm going to make that another podcast, you know? I'm going to have another podcast on full-on guitar nerding out, because if I go into it now, you may or may not be able to opt out. And then I'm going to have another one on, like, musical minimalism. And that should be fun. Because I can talk about the White Stripes for ages. And ages. <laughs> That's going to be, like, an hour-long podcast. Um, and my favourite bs band. So, um, I kind of want to come away with some points, you know, because I just feel like I've talked really round in circles, a bit about guitars, a bit about minimalism, and not really connected things together i mean this is an honest reflection of where i'm at right now i have one free weekend before i move house next saturday saturday sunday um and i don't i want to change and minimalism might be the change that i need to go for but i'm scared to kind of do it and not go back i'm scared to let go of guitars or things that i like like I'm I'm worried that I'm going to deprive myself of, like, what is clearly a passion slash addiction. Passion or addiction, who knows? Like. Yeah. And I'd recommend people kind of check it out and think for themselves, like, just what's, just look around, like, I don't know, the stuff you have and go, like, was this something I got when I was younger that I don't need now? Like it's, and this does link to the guitar thing, but also to wider things, like, your needs change. Um, And I don't think I'm very good at accepting that my needs change, you know? I have, like, quite a lot of attachment and nostalgia, particularly to old, like, guitar stuff, you know? Like, um, I've been in old bands where I bought an amp for that band, so yeah, we played in 531, where I played, like, a quite high-gain rock sound. Um, had this beautiful PRS and a Hughes and Kettner amp which matched like so well together Um, and then uh, but that didn't fit as well in the next band yet like I enjoyed that first band so much and I loved that sound like it sounded great it was huge it's such a good combination Um, but I don't play it every day like man it's not even in my flat it's in my parents house at the moment I couldn't bring everything up to lunch so I have to kind of pick guitars and swap them as I go Yet, like, I couldn't get rid of it because, well, am I getting rid of kind of a memory? Or am I saying I was actually wrong? I made the wrong decision. I failed, you know? But it's not that at all. It's like, I don't... It's, and it's not like I never use it. Like, I I like to go back and use this stuff. And again, I'm just talking about guitars so that It can be anything. You know, you can look around and it could be clothes or it could be... Um, sports equipment for something you were going to take up, or even instruments you were going to take up but you didn't in the end, or books that you were going to read that have sat there but you're just not going to read them. And, like, we need to get better at accepting failure, because it's not really failure, but accepting that our needs changed or that we might have guessed the right thing for us, but it's just not it or anymore. We're not the same people forever, like if you go through all these experiences and come out the same person, did you really go through the experiences? Like, you should build in the fact that you're going to change. And, actually, no, building's the wrong word because you can't, you can only make choices, even, you can either buy something that you want in your present moment to satisfy the really, really ephemeral present moment you, or you can buy something that you think, the present you thinks that 10 years down the line, you're still going to want the same thing. Um, You're still going to, you know. And you kind of lose either way because you're not going to be right. The only thing I suppose you can be right about is what present you wants in the moment. But that may not be good for later you. You've not even taken them into, you know, consulted them on this decision. So the fact you're going to change shouldn't stop you... Trying to get things right now. You just shouldn't be afraid of being wrong. You know, you just shouldn't be afraid of making a wrong decision, particularly when it's something that you can sell again. If it's a purchase, whatever. Um, you know, if it, if it there is there are some decisions in life that are like really big, and you don't want to get them wrong, and they are worth a lot for and whatever. But stuff like guitar purchases, <laughs> they're clearly nagging on my mind. Um, this is something that you can kind of accept that, you know, I think I want this. I think I'm looking for this tone. Let's find out. Let's do a science experiment on it. Um, if you can afford to do so, obviously. Um, like, and this is again, the minimalist thing, is it better to try it? make a mistake and lose some money but you've gained the experience or to save the money try and stop try and shut down the guitar buying impulse and focus yourself on something more important like like making music itself like what it's all about oh could go on forever i've gone on for half an hour i'm going to sum up minimalism is about living intentionally it's about looking at everything in your life and deciding whether you want it to be there or not based on the current you based on like who i am now what do i want now and going forward acknowledge that you wanted something different then or you want the same thing and you just keep it you know it's not and and maybe maybe something's not quite perfect but it's like it's good enough and it's not the focus of my attention it's also about Focusing on important things, not, like, inessential things. So you could look at your desk and go, oh, I don't... That doesn't serve me perfectly anymore, and then spend six months looking for a, quote, perfect desk. Like, it's also got some aim to it, some intention. Um, I'd check out The Minimalists, uh, Colin Wright. Uh, I mean, there's loads of others. Joshua Becker, Leo Babauta. Um... Someone who does Project Three Three Three, which is a clothes one. Just search Project Three Three Three, and you'll find that one. Um, and uh, and Sam Harris's Waking Up meditation app is super super valuable. Um, I've I've really benefited from that. Um, then yeah, just just educate yourself on minimalism. Like, see if it might be for you or not, and then. Uh, I'm going to do two more podcasts. I've signed up to them. I'm, I'm just going to do them straight after. So this is really going to be one bumper session, but I'm going split to it, split it up for you. Um, you know, like think about clothes that you don't need. <laughs> I had some deep stuff, but I've forgotten it all now. Um, you should bake in the fact that you're going to change, but not bake it in because you can't, because you can't like guess exactly who you're going to be. You can just make the best estimate that you have with the info now and move forward with that. Either keeping stuff that you've want before, like or or changing, or going a completely different direction. Like you just you're just constantly refreshing, constantly on a new level. Um Yeah. I think that's deep enough. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it there. Thanks guys. I need to think of a title though. Minimalism guitars changing person. Yeah, it's just a general ramble, isn't it, really? Thanks for listening!